1: And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Fiona Cran from Skidoo Children's Ministry. How you doing, Fiona? I'm great, thanks,
0: Matt. Thanks for talking to me today. How
1: are you? Very good. Now, I love children's ministry. I think it's so important having three kids myself. uh, I know uh, how important it is to teach the young generation. We're going to find out a bit about what you do. But before that, let's hear a bit of your story. Tell us, where were you born and raised?
0: Sure. Um, I was actually born in England, in Liverpool, and then we went to move uh, to Wales uh, several years later, which is where I spent most of my life. Um, and I grew up with lovely parents. I've got three sisters and a brother at that point in my life. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a Catholic home. And we went to church every week, but there, wasn't, there was more ritual than relationship. And when I got to about 14, I decided that that really wasn't for me and that it didn't really seem very relevant to my life. I didn't believe it. And so I spent um, a number of years kind of rebelling, not just against God, but just um, just doing my own thing, living in the world for a while. And um, one New Year's Eve, I was in the pub with my boyfriend, who's now my husband, and uh, a lot of us were very drunk. We used to go out a lot and, and live that kind of scene And everybody is making news resolutions about half past 11 at night, just before near day dawns. And everyone's saying, you know, I'm going to give up drinking, I'm going to um, give up smoking, I'll lose some weight, whatever, I'll I'll swear a bit less. (laughs) And just I threw into the mix, out of nowhere, not even realizing why I said it, I'm going to read the Bible by the end of the year. Oh, wow. And it was just a God thing, because I'd never seen a Bible, really. Even though I'd gone to church, the Bible didn't really feature in our church. I'd never held one, I'd never read one. And I suddenly thought, wow, and everyone's like, yeah, you, you're not going to read the Bible, because we used to swear terribly, using Jesus' name, all the time. And I woke up the next morning with a hangover thinking, well, what did I say that for? That was just so random. And, um, you know, it sat with me for a few weeks, I didn't do anything about it, and a few weeks later I thought, you know what, why don't I read the Bible? What is the Bible? What's it all about? And just, God incidentally, I would say my brother-in-law, my boyfriend's brother at the time... He had become a Christian, living out in Australia, traveling, and he sent me a Bible through the post. Oh. So now I had no excuse, <laughs> um, and that's when the fun started. I I, I just opened randomly. I, I didn't know any Christians at that point in my life. I didn't, um, you know, know how to ask how to read the Bible. So I just opened at random, and I really found a God I didn't really like at that time. I remember thinking, "Wow, he seems, you know, there's a lot of kind of war happening here. There's a lot of." Um, A lot of things I don't understand. So I was probably in the profits as I look back now. But Martin and I, um, we moved to Australia. And while we were traveling, um, I kind of put the Bible to the side again, but I brought it with me. And I was actually a a psychiatric nurse at that point in my life. And when we moved here, I couldn't get registration initially. And Martin had work. And I was just spending hours alone um, every day, which is not normally my typical kind of modus operandum. And I thought, well, why don't I pick the Bible up again? And I picked it up, and this time I remember praying my only first prayer, God, if you are real, and I didn't think he was, if you are real, then I'd like to know. Because if you are real, then there must be some kind of implication in there. And so this time I started reading the Bible. Someone, my brother-in-law, directed me to the New Testament, and it was just like the scales fell from my eyes. Everything I read made sense. Everything I read, I believed, and I could read the Bible for hours. I would sometimes read all day. Wow. I was just on my own. I would sit down and I would just read and read and read. And it was like a great thirst to find out who this great God was. And it still took me a little while. It was. I remember kind of going around my brother-in-law's house and saying, but I don't understand why Jesus died. What's that got to do with anything? How does that make sense for me? And he was trying to explain, you know, he did it so he could save you from your sins. Well, how does that work, you know? I just didn't get it. And I remember driving out one night with Martin, going home from Neil's place after dinner. And I said to him, you better drive careful because you know that if you crash, I'm going to die and go to hell. I remember having this overwhelming thought that I was a sinner. I hadn't murdered anyone and I hadn't, you know, I'd always thought that I was quite a nice person, you know, like I wouldn't have intentionally gone out to harm anyone. And I suddenly realized that's not good enough for God. Yeah. And slowly as I got into Romans, the book of Romans, everything just fell into place. And I remember we were traveling up at a place called Serena and I went outside to pray that night after reading Romans and I was just said, like, God, you know, um, I'm a sinner and I need saving and I know you sent Jesus to die for my sins and I'm asking for forgiveness and that he would be my Lord and Savior. And I still remember that very moment and it was from then really that I just started to really um, get to know God. It was an exciting and still is um, some twenty three years later or whatever an exciting journey.
1: And did you do Bible College at some stage along the way? I didn't.
0: Um, I, did, oh, I think I did some informal kind of Emmaus Bible College mailbox stuff. Um, I'm in Bible College now. I'm studying a Bachelor of um, Theology. But at the time, I just read and I read and I read and I must admit, like I easily read the Bible in the first year. I, I got my. <laughs> I did my New Year's resolution.
1: <laughs> well and, done.
0: Um, You know, and over those first few early years, I I just read hours. Um, And Martin, the same, he took that same journey as I was really getting into the Bible. He'd grown up in a Christian home and he'd made a commitment at 11, but not really walked on with that. And, you know, we both really took that journey together and came out of it and decided to get married and clean up our act. And we went back to Britain to share our faith with our friends and family.
1: You know, a lot of people say, where's the evidence for God, you know? Have a look at a life transformed like yours and your husband's, and you can't deny that God has had his hand in the middle of all that, hey?
0: Not at all. (laughs) It was incredible, and we felt it in the midst of it. And I remember going back to Britain and somebody saying to me, a friend of ours who we'd gone to school with and hung out with and done this worldly life with, and he said, I just don't get it. He said, why are you doing this? I said, because it's real. (laughs) And he said, but, you know, I just thought religion was for fools and people who needed a crutch. And he said, you're a strong person, Fiona. Why do you need it? And I said, everyone needs it. It's not—we're all weak, you know. But it's not like a crutch. It's like a desire for relationship with a God who created us, and and it's only the Holy Spirit, I think, that can really help you understand that. I really recognised that at the time because why could I understand it, you know?
1: Tell us about the transition into children's ministry. How did you get into puppets and uh, yeah. Sunday school and all that from there?
0: Interesting journey. Um, we got married. We started having children. We've got four children. They're growing up now, mostly. And I just love kids, you know, and I loved having my own kids. I loved playing with other people's kids and I gave up work. I had my kids and I just enjoyed the journey with them, you know, and I would really encourage anyone to do that if you can. Enjoy the journey with your kids and take the time to to play, to hang out, explore and just grow with them. And, you know, I've always been fairly artistic and always enjoyed the artistic side of life. Um, And I think just as they got older and I was helping out with school and, very busy when you have four young children, they're all very close in age, you don't have a lot of time to serve in church, Um, but I started helping out in Sunday school and things like that, just as a helper, but it was only really, we moved to Australia 16 years ago, my youngest was a year and a half, and um, I got involved in a play group, and I just decided, I'd always played with puppets with my own kids, and I decided to um, just make some bigger and better puppets, had no patterns, at the time they were paper mache kind of things. And I still have them. And um, they asked me to do a, a puppet show for the playgroup. There was about 30 kids there. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll do that. That'll be a bit of fun. And it just took off um, for in terms of puppets. And I started being asked to do children's um, parties, yeah, which I, I did a few of those. And I just had a lot of fun. I just enjoyed being creative with the kids, having the imagination going. And as my youngest daughter went to school... Um, I thought, God, what do you want me to do? Now, because I had a background in nursing, and particularly with counselling, I thought, well, hey, what about being a hospital chaplain? And I started going down that road when I saw an advert in a local paper for RI teachers. And I thought, what's what's that, you know? And I started to explore that, and, and God just opened that door. I made the phone call, a lady called Di Johnson said, we're looking for... R.I. teachers to work at Glenview State School, do you want to help? I said, yeah, I'd love to do that. Share the gospel, hang out with kids. It ticks all my boxes. Um, And very soon as I started to go into the schools and realize this amazing opportunity um, to take God's word and present Jesus Christ to the children, it started to blend with my other parts of my world too. So fairly soon I thought, hey, kids love puppets. You know, what about doing a gospel puppet show? And so the very first one I did, as I looked back, was pretty awful, Um, but the kids (laughs) were very forgiving. And and I suddenly thought, why am I doing secular shows? This is ridiculous. So I stopped doing the kids' parties, and I just started focusing on using the artistic side of puppets um, in state schools. So... As that grew and, and I got better and, and worse <laughs> and worse being used, you know, um, taken up in other schools, it began a ministry where I could actually travel um, the schools of the Sunshine Coast putting on Easter shows and Christmas shows using puppets and mixed media of kind of, you know, a bit of movie, a bit of magic, some songs, some drama. Um, and it just developed into something... Bigger than I expected, I
1: suppose. Well, they say that one of the biggest windows of opportunity for evangelism is for children under the age of 14. Uh, something like, I think it's 80%, something like that, yep. come to Christ under that age bracket. And it just seems the, the smartest thing to do to reach the world by teaching children about who Jesus is. Uh, is, is that something that you intentionally focused on because of that reason? or?
0: I think initially I fell into it. Uh-huh. I think it became an opportunity that God put in my lap. And as I spent more time with children, um, not just in the world of you know state schools with R.I., but with the puppet shows and then other opportunities I was given with kids' camps um, and other different outreaches I got involved in, it just really did dawn on me. It's true that the Barna Re- um, Research Company have found out that, yeah, you know, it is something like 80% of people become a Christian before they're 14, so... You know, the the percentages after that go down and down. And so there's such a window of opportunity. And I think even more so now, Matt, because years ago, you know, you look at, say, my grandparents' generation, or even my parents' to some extent, everybody went to church. Everybody at least went to Sunday school. And we're moving away from that as a culture. And I think that's really sad because children don't get to hear about Jesus. And I know when I go in in a grade one um, class and I talk to them about Jesus, their eyes are filled with wonder. They've never heard this Jesus before. They've never heard of God who loves them, you know, who gives them second chances. Um, And it's just a really powerful message that kids should hear and certainly want to hear. And so I'm very passionate about encouraging other people to pick up the mantle and to get out there with kids. And as I often say to people when I speak in churches, you know, um, people categorize kids as this as this way-off thing. They're, they're the same species, you know. <laughs> they, they have got the same number of legs and arms, and they have the same desires, you know, that adults do. But the, the blessing about working with kids is that they are so real. You know, if they don't think what you say is true, they will tell you. <laughs> um, they're not like adults. They're, they're not sycophantic, you know. They, they don't say what you um, want to hear. Um, you know, they will just tell you it as it is. And it really hones your own skills as a communicator and as a person who's responding to someone when you're sharing the gospel, to have someone be that brutally honest about it. And it actually has grown me enormously, far more, I'm sure, than I've ever taught anyone, because I've had to really explore why I believe what I believe, how I package what I believe, how it relates to the world around me who doesn't believe it, you know, and how I can encourage others to explore God and the Bible and the teachings of Jesus when it's not a natural part of their world. It's a whole new language for kids.
1: And, you know, we've all been impacted by the likes of Colin Buchanan and Tales, and, uh, you know, Sean W. Smith, Natalie yeah. Miller. You know, there's a handful of Christian kids ministries that have impacted the next generation so much, and there's a whole breed of new ones that are that are being raised up as well, uh, and often uh, in you know not not famous celebrities like Colin Buchanan for example, you know, yeah. uh, and I think you'll receive so many rewards in heaven uh, for reaching out to the little ones. So tell us a bit about the flavour of your ministry. The, the website's skidoo dot com. That's skid triple o o o dot com. Well, how did that name come about? By the way. <laughs>
0: Um, Well, the name just means, Skidoo means to hang out. You know, (laughs) like skidaddle means to run off, move away quickly. Skidoo means to hang out. And you know, I love to hang out with kids. Okay. And it just seemed like a fun name. And I never intended to sort of set up a website. I was quite happily tootling along my own little world, um, doing kids ministry, training kids ministers. And um, up until last year, I was actually regional director of the Sunshine Coast RI program, which meant overseeing 47 state schools. Wow. uh, Training, you know, hundreds of RI teachers, and that took up a big chunk of my life. And some changes happened in there, and I stood back a little bit to um, view the world a bit differently, I suppose you could say. And it gave me the opportunity to think about something new. And a number of people have, have said to me, you know, you should be sticking your stuff out there, like I write a lot of dramas and scripts and have a lot of ideas that seem new, and people say, you should put it out there, you know, so a wider audience can have a look at that and so I have and so it's a place where you can come and find a lot of free resources if you work in children's ministry a lot of um ideas that I've had over the year over the years that I think other people could use that would find simple to use too are out there um I make professional performance puppets so I've put a few of those up there for sale okay and um hopefully just made it a connection point I've been surprised particularly through a Facebook page I've got Fiona Cran Gudu on Facebook, that a lot of people are connecting with me and, and just having good conversation and, about how we reach kids, how we do that well, um, because part of the thing I'm really passionate about with this generation is making God real to them and doing that in a very engaging, relevant way. And to be honest with you, Matt, sometimes I've seen children's ministry that isn't done well, and it's not surprising then that kids don't really connect with what we're trying to teach them when yeah. how we do it doesn't really resonate with them. You know, it's a new generation, and children's ministry has to change with that culture as well. And um, a lot of the training I do sort of recognizes that and teaches people to connect with the younger generation
1: we have today Well Fiona you do an amazing job I've been uh, enjoying hearing your story And uh, checking out your website too Some great photos and resources And uh, if people want to book you Or uh, you know invite you to come and uh, Do something at their church Or at their festival Or at their community event Whatever uh, that, Is that the best website to go to? Skidoo.com?
0: Yep skidoo.com um, You can contact me through there Or you can just send me a Facebook message um, on Fiona Cran Skidoo and yeah be happy to talk yeah, I'm always happy to uh, make new connections
1: and, and help out if I can well Fiona I think you're a history maker thanks for joining us thank
0: you very much it's been a great privilege
1: thanks for joining us on History Makers if you'd like to listen to this interview again just go to historymakers.tv there you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips and you can find out about History Makers TV we are a faith based ministry and we appreciate every donation